episode of The Mom Voice is brought to you by Wally Cases. Okay, moms, we have had a lot of cell phone covers over the years, and our kids have put them through the ringers. But we found one that we think you're really going to love. The Wally is a leather case with threaded detail. It has a loop for your finger in the back, but also doubles as a stand when you want to watch a show. It lays completely flat, and the best part is there's a discreet pocket for your credit card or driver's license. So no more losing those when you have to run into the store really quick. To purchase your Wally case, head over to our website, themomvoice.com, click Shop the Show, and find the Wally link. This will take you to their website where you can search your phone model, pick your design, and then at checkout, enter promo code MOMVOICE for 15% off. We know you're going to love it. Hey guys, welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 102. I think we need to put this to rest right now. How do you shave your legs? Do you go all the way up or do you stop at the knee? Well, I hate to admit, I do stop at the knee. Do you? Yeah, I totally do. Unless it's summertime in a swimsuit. Yeah. Because I just feel like not many people see my upper thighs and my my hair is so much like thinner and blonder there. Oh, Because I don't shave it that often. Yeah. (laughs) What about you? No, I do go all the way up, but I probably don't shave as frequently as I should. Oh, yeah. Come winter winter months. Unfortunately, there's a lot of prickly legs. Uh, I I know. I know, but I'm really curious, like, what the majority of women do. Like, I'm going to give my mom props. She shaves her legs every single day (gasps) without fail and always has. And she only goes to the knee, I think, but I don't know. I just cannot do it. Every single day. Wow. I know a couple other people in my life who do the same, and I just cannot. I cannot. Well, it's funny because back in high school and stuff, I never really wore shorts that much. I wore capris a lot. So I would shave to like even my like upper calf. Yeah. And I swear the lower part of my leg, the, the hair grows in so much darker and spikier there. Right. Because I think it's really what I've shaven the most in my whole life. I know. Isn't that Ooh. so weird? Your and body just adapts. Yeah, it does. It's, it's crazy. so bizarre. Okay. Well, we have a really hopefully beneficial topic that we've actually tossed around for a long time and we're finally sitting down to record it. And it is how we can foster sibling re- relationships or friendships, yes. really. Yes, hopefully friendships and yeah. long-term friends. Yeah. I mean, we talk about our siblings so much and just like our adult life. So we want to be able to, you know, nurture that now. Yeah, exactly. So in this episode, we're going to be sharing 10 ways where your children can be friends now, but also turn into adult friends down the road. Because, I mean, they always say it, you know, families first, and hopefully you can always just treat your siblings as friends. And I think as as you become adults, they're not just, you know, your sister, they become best friends or whatnot. Yeah, so. absolutely. And we come at this from two different perspectives. Me just having one brother who's mm-hmm. about four years older than me, you five sisters, well, four sisters, yeah. five total, you're all kind of spaced out different amounts, right? Right? But no brothers. But no brothers. So I feel like we have some different things to kind of add to this topic. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to get into it. But first, we have to talk about Free Britney. Really quick. Hot (sighs) second. Have you watched? No, but I've heard so much about it. And (sighs) I'm dying to. I need to get on Hulu. I know. It's It's a New York Times documentary series called Framing Britney Spears. I made my husband sit down and watch it with me. It's only like an hour and 15 minutes long. 
But you guys, it's just so tragic. Like when you watch from the beginning of like the Mouseketeer stage where she's like with Justin and, you know, all of that. And it just so quickly shows, A, how bad the paparazzi sucks. Mm -hmm. Like how terrible we just love to beat people down in this country. I just can't stand it. It just kind of talks about how, like, you know, when she kind of lost her mind. Like, I think we can all agree. What caused her to lose her mind? So I just like fame. Did she get on drugs? Was she, did she not want to do it anymore? No. So I think you need to like go watch it to like really understand it. I think there's a lot going on where she like felt controlled. She didn't have like, she was like America's good girl. A lot went on after the Justin breakup with her getting back to back pregnant where they, her mom actually came out and said she thinks she had postpartum depression that like wasn't diagnosed necessarily and like that is when her children got taken away from her the famous um scene of her shaving her head like all of that I didn't know was her trying that night she had tried to go see her children and he wouldn't let her see the boys and the paparazzi just would not stop and she just like lost her crap and so I'm as I'm watching it I'm like yeah girl you beat that window like I would too oh my god she just wanted to hug her boys like you know bless her heart it's like a recipe for disaster it's just all the things it's just so were they trying to just um control her career and she wasn't happy I mean so I think I don't know you go watch it and take it for what you will I mean I don't want to say on here like any certain thing, but it's just like giving light to her conservatorship, whether she should be in a conservatorship where her father now controls her life. I mean, she has no real control over her money, anything really, which in my opinion is kind of bizarre when you think about people who do, you know, but um, I mean, I think she's totally capable of like managing her life, Mm -hmm. but they don't Mm -hmm. seem to think that. Interesting. I mean, when you can like parade her and make her do Vegas shows and produce $60 million a year, like, I think she should have some say in that, don't you? Of course. Yeah. So I don't know. Go watch it. It's interesting. Wow. If nothing else, the nostalgia of our generation. Yeah. Just like watching. Yeah. yeah, And just seeing like our icon, our pop icon. Yeah. We loved her. Yeah. She was like, the thing. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we had to hit on that. I know. Interesting. But first, we want to talk to you about the Thrive Gut Health System. Do you suffer from bloating, constipation, pain, or a weak immune system? You may be surprised to find that your gut could be the culprit. Our gut communicates with our brain directly through nerves and hormones. And when your gut health is poor, it can directly contribute to these problems. Thankfully, it can be fixed with an improved diet and probiotics. Thrive makes this process super simple by offering an at-home gut health test so you can know the state of your gut health. Order a test, get results right to your phone with a customized meal plan and personalized probiotics. At an affordable price and in the convenience of your own home, you can address these issues right away. With certified labs and secure privacy, Thrive can help you get your gut health back on track. Don't wait, order today. Go to trythrive.com forward slash momvoice for 50% off at checkout. All right, well, let's get going with siblings because I just think we could like chew each other's ears off on this subject. Oh my gosh. Well, I think you made a good point to me off the mic that I think all of us know directly so many families that are so dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and there's levels of dysfunctional, right? Right. But like, I think it's just something that like, 
we have to be super mindful about because as we look around, there's just like so many messed up families. Yeah. I think there's so many factors that can contribute to, you know, all the dysfunction, but like that's kind of the running joke is that family drama is just like family drama. There's always drama with the families, right? And if it's parents or siblings or whatever. So I, even though we're dealing right now and Sarah and I both have mostly younger kids, I mean, I think now is the time to step in and maybe you have teenagers already and it's not too late. Just being able to like cultivate that relationship in the home right now so that there can be like a long-term because let's be real. I mean, family is everything. And hopefully those are going to be the people that have your back through thick and thin, through the heartache, any sort of, you know, anything good and bad. So Um, So we're going to go over 10 ways and that right now, as you have children in the home, that you can kind of foster their friendship, their relationships, have them communicate and be friends and have fun together. Yeah. Give them more of a shot to Mm -hmm. be friends as adults. (laughs) Like what we can do today as moms and dads to kind of give them that best chance that they can have to have a good relationship as an adult. I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to number one. Okay, number one is recognize them each as individuals, encouraging their differences and individuals' likes and dislikes. I think this is huge because I think a lot of like adult conflict can come from like deep-seated sibling jealousy that maybe Mm -hmm. you're not even aware of. This makes me think of the show This Is Us. And back in like one of the earlier seasons, like there's Randall, the adopted boy, and Kevin. And I remember when Mandy Moore, the mom, said, well, Randall was just easier to love. And it didn't mean that like she loved them any different, but Randall was like good back to her. And she, and because Kevin thought there was favoritism and you love him more and he's adopted, he's special or something. She's like, no. And she frankly said, he was just easier to love. Like, and and don't we all have that? We all have the child that can be harder to love and we love them and we love them the same, but some are just easier to love And some you might just clash with more and it just creates a different challenge. It's so true. And so I think like the key here is find a way to like individually love your child for what they bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And like, even though their personality, their likes, when they get into those teen years, they might be like, I don't know, something you're totally not into. So let's say you're like a football mom. You're obsessed with the Cowboys, like you're a total sports freak and like your son or daughter just is not into sports. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So find a way to like really build them up for something that they're good at and don't Mm -hmm. make them feel bad or don't idolize the sibling that is good at sports. Do you know what I mean? And is good at something you like, right? Good at what you're like. Exactly. So like be aware when you're kind of playing that favoritism that we all do naturally, just based on like our personalities, we all do it. It's just finding those mindful moments to like really build them up for their strengths. So kind of piggybacking off of that, number two is to speak positively and try your very hardest not to compare your children. And I think this can be so hard, especially in those heated moments. Yes. (laughs) Or when like you're saying, you know, you're mad and you're reprimanding a child or something. And you're like, oh, you're so-and-so never does this. Like, why Mm -hmm. are you always getting a mess? Or why are you always blah, 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 blah? You know what I'm saying? It can be so hard. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I think, like I said, some of us have, you know, know our more challenging child. And it's easy just to kind of, kind of take out your frustration on them. 
But yeah, not comparing, keep treating them as equals, trying to buoy them up. I mean, even though that can be really hard. And when- so what do you think speaking positively means? Like, let's digest that a little bit, because I honestly think that you could even expand that to be like in your whole house, try and like have positive vibes, like between you and your husband, between like you and your friends or when you're talking to your sister or like whatever, like let them see you having good relationships with people and like speaking positive. Do you know what I mean? Not just directly to your children, but it's that whole lead by example thing. Yeah. And I think I have, I have one child I can think of that sometimes I feel like only things that come out of his mouth are negative. And if that's like a demand or criticism or being a mean to a sibling. And so I think But then I say that in the retrospect of what is coming out of my mouth. Is it always like, get your chore done. Why are you doing that? Come sit down. Like I asked you to already go to your room, take a break. You know, is that all that's coming out of my mouth? Same thing. So kind of leading by that example of like, even if you do need to critique something or you need something done, watching your approach. And it's that whole principle of even going back to, if you talk kindly and considerate lead to them, they're more likely to be receptive and do what you need. I know, but it's so hard. It is. And especially when you're frustrated or it's been a long day. But that's, I think, and in treating them all again on that equal playing field and doing that to each of them, even if one ticked you off 10 minutes ago, trying to like even it out and calm down. Like it is so hard. And I I would even suggest if you find yourself in one of those raging moments, maybe just take a minute for yourself, like go outside, go in your room, lock the door, like take a breath. Because I feel like sometimes I just need to do that. Like mm-hmm. I say the stupidest crap when I'm just worked up. Yeah. And like seems, I can't even control and it, it. And I it's can't. funny because kids are so resilient. Yes. And so it's like they kind of forget about it 10 they, minutes but later. do they? Or is it deep rooted oh, in their I, subconscious somewhere? Yeah, true, I'm not kidding. Truth is the damage already done. But like nonetheless, you don't forget. And so you no. go home, you go to bed or go to your room, like just feeling like crap. And like, oh, I blew it today. Like I was just so out of line. And so- I know. And I do feel like they shake it off, but I do. Yeah, you have a good point. I feel like it can. If it happens enough and consistently, like it does get planted in there. I know. I just worry. I do. Okay. Well, let's number three is also just piggybacking on this concept of don't play favorites. Nothing will make them dislike each other more than competing for attention and knowing it's a competition they can't win. Oh my gosh. And we've talked about this over various episodes of the podcast about how don't set them up for failure. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, competition with your children, that's really hard. I don't I, know. It's interesting because I do have twins and I remember thinking I did not want the same gender for that reason of competition. Yeah. I mean, still being the same age, same grade, same friends, they're going to have some sort of like possible but actually, right now, I don't see it, thankfully. But I do see it even already in my boys, like who's going to be the fastest or who's going to be able to do this better or who's it looks better this way or whatever. And so it's interesting, like how competitive my children can be even without me intervening. But then if I ever set a notion of like, who's going to win or, oh, he did this better. Or da, da, da. Oh, I can only imagine. So I think totally. And I think like you said, We've talked a lot about resentment. I think resentment can build up in these early years oh, that they yeah. carry into their young adulthood. Yes. And then that's why they don't want to hang out with them. That's why they don't. And it's funny because I can see my daughter, who's very tenderhearted and very sensitive, that when one of the brothers upsets me 
and I get frustrated and she sees the tone shift and I, and which I hate, like I need to be more in control of my emotions, but I can see her kind of pent up frustration or resentment towards them mm. because she's, they, she sees them causing the problem. And that is a very real thing that will transfer transfer into adult years. Yes. And it, it's a roadblock for their friendship. Oh my gosh. For their foundation. Yes. And I can already see that because they uh, have other frustrations towards each other, but I can see like the rooted things. Oh, so I'm like, oh, we've got to shake that off. Like, and, and, you know, big brother needs to like soften himself and she just needs to, you know, she gets on the defense for me sometimes. And well, I know, but like, is it even possible not to play favorites? I mean, I'm just saying real talk here. Well, and I because just, let's be honest, we have those children and we joke around all the time. My favorite of the week. Like, oh, I know. Luke is my favorite of the week right now. Like it changes week to week. But like, dude. Uh, but I think it goes right back to that. This is us comment. It's just who's like the easiest to love. Like and meaning we love them all. But like who's just like the easiest to be around and and you want to make them happy and you want to serve them and help them when they're receptive and they're like considerate and they appreciate things. But why but, can it be so damn hard? Oh yeah. And then you get a feisty, annoyed, mean, you know, oh, mean. just, just me. They're just can be mean. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my gosh, I never want to like cook you a dinner again ever. Oh my gosh. Oh. All right. Well, number four, Teach them to resolve disputes and avoid taking sides in their tiffs. Okay, this is really interesting because I was just talking to a friend of ours about the playground. And I know it's not necessarily the exact same thing, but I was trying to say, like, I get a little stressed out about the kindergarten playground and just hearing stories and about kids being kids and all of the things. And I'm trying to find a healthy relationship with like stepping in and when not to step in and all of the things. And so how do you handle like sibling fights? Do you step in immediately? Do you let them battle it out? Like, how do you handle it in your house? I don't have like a standard approach, but like, I think I, if I, if I witness what's happening, I mean, I'm addressing probably the one who initiated it and maybe I should let them kind of communicate and figure it out there yeah. on their own. But it just depends to like what degree. My kids are younger, so it's nothing like too major or too dramatic, but it's usually a stupid comment or he right. took that or whatever. So I I I don't know. It just depends what kind of mood I'm in. Sometimes I don't want to deal. I just right. want it to stop. Cut right. it now. I know. Done. But then there's other times where I'm like, you guys figure it out. I, I don't have time. So let me explain kind of what I've started doing lately because I caught myself gosh, probably a year ago, six months ago, where somehow every single dispute or argument in my house involved my middle son, always. And I think my kids, actually, my other two, actually caught on to the fact that he got in trouble more. And even when it wasn't his fault, would blame it on him. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And so I realized that I, I really felt at some point, like he was getting undue punishment for mm -hmm. things that I did not see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where I would just take, take their word and I would just go with it and I would punish him and all the things. Now, if I don't physically see it with my own eyes, I'm really slow to like actually accuse, accuse yeah. or like put a punishment in yeah. place. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I've actually learned that my Luke, he has a really naughty streak in him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he's that youngest child who's like cute and adorable and he knows how to blame it on brother. Yeah. And really sell it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so 
I don't know. So I've kind of taken the approach that I need to see it with my eyes, unless there's like some major, major thing that happens. Of course, I'm going to step in. But other than that, I just make them deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think going back to the playground approach too, this is such a core thing to instill in them, period, because- if they're if it's happening at home or you're addressing it at home, there absolutely will be issues at the playground. And let's be real, it goes all the way into those teen years. I mean, you're gonna have kids. Why do you know? Why do kids have to be so mean sometimes? So kids mean. can just be mean, and I just wish it wasn't that case. And you do almost just have to like plug your ears and not want to hear what kids are saying or doing because it's it just does break your heart because they do endure a lot. And I mean, just a PSA. As a mom, do a periodic check-in of yes. wh- what's going on at the playground. Yeah, what, what? And if, God forbid, you ever feel like your child is the one doing the harm or like being the brat, because I'm not saying, I mean, it could be ours. I'm yeah, not saying. Yeah. But like maybe, maybe say something at home. Right. You know what I mean? No, like, absolutely. Uh, Intervene. And, and even into those teen years, I just think, I mean, then it's just texts and gossip and and boyfriend comments and this and that. So they just need to know how to handle like that distress or like shake things off and just yeah. know people are going to be, I don't know, jealous yes. or, or mean or just, but you know, being able to have that thick skin and know how to handle it yeah. is huge and uh, it's going to carry through all the way to adulthood. So. Oh my gosh. Being able to problem solve and resolve conflict will serve them well. We're not saying like there's not a time you should never step in, but they do need to learn how to fight their battles to some degree. Absolutely. So number five is treat them fairly and understand that to them, that may mean being treated equally. If you're not going to treat them equally because of, say, their age difference, explain the distinction between equal and fair. And maybe an example in this situation could be bedtime. Like we're approaching that stage where I have a fifth grader and he wants to be up later And that definitely kind of causes disruption because they're like, why do I have to go to bed? He can stay up. I want to watch a show. He's getting to do that. He's reading, whatever. So I think this would be a perfect example of stepping in and saying, well, when you become this age or in this grade, you get this privilege and you earn it and it's a maturity thing and you're still not there yet. Right. But you will in time and we have to respect that he's growing up and you're still this age and kind of just explaining the differences. I think that's a perfect example. And I think it applies in like so many ways where you just kind of explain your parenting to your children Mm -hmm. and like why you make certain choices. Do you know what I mean? And it can even be like an example in my house. Again, my children are eight, five, and three. We have a park that's like super close, right? So when we have cousins come over who are a little older, like 12, whatever, I will let Kate just go to the park with them, right? Walk over to the park. It's not that far. But I won't let Landon or Luke. And it's always a discussion. Absolutely. Why does she get to go to the park? Because it's so cool to go without mom. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, I'm sorry. But like, you know, you'll get there. You're not old enough. And so it's just having those conversations that are a little sticky and involve a lot of tears. (laughs) Yes. But I mean, something to treat them fairly. They all know they have to have their chore done and maybe and usually their homework done before they can go play. And period, that's across the board. Like you all have to do that. That's expected. Love that. And so, I mean, there are times that it's, let's keep it fair and equal. We all have the same standard, but then there is times you have to kind of adjust. Absolutely. Number six, help them learn to communicate well. Sometimes one might have to ask the other to play. 
they can forget that brother or sister isn't a mind reader. And I thought this was really cute because in my house, I really try to encourage, I, I well, our last one talks about brainwashing and this one kind of goes with the communicating because with anything, I'm always like encouraging, like they're your best friend. Like Luke, Landon is your best friend. Don't you want to play with your best friend? Like all the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. I'm like legit brainwashing my children. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and so I, I know, I think encouraging them to communicate well is like, encourage them to use kind language, encourage them to share, encourage them to like invite each other to play. Hey, Luke, let's go play ball, like whatever. Well, and I like the mind reader aspect because you probably have, maybe you don't have boy and girl, maybe you have, or I'm sorry, boys, maybe you have boy and girl. And so boy and girl think very differently and they're going to learn that real quick. And, you know, my twins are boy girl. And so I think being able to communicate, you know, one might be more like, you know, reserved and they might be thinking something, but they're not saying it, or one might assume something. So just being able to use your words, get it out. It's a huge skill to learn now. You will need that in your marriage, in your friendships, in your other relationships. So just using your words, men and women are so different in this aspect. So just like putting it out there now. I totally, totally agree with that. Okay. Number seven, siblings spend a lot of time together. Help make as much of that time together, quality time where they interact positively. Oh my gosh. I have so much to say on this one. Right. Okay. So 2020 introduced quarantine. Like, (laughs) did we even know what that was before 2020? I know. Right. Dude. But I feel like this was like force fed to us real fast. Absolutely. We We were all forced to like lock it up in our homes, get creative, spend some quality time. And like as much of that was just like such a shell shock for a minute. But then we kind of settled into this like groove and Mm -hmm. it was almost nice in a way where there was no demand on the times or to be places or to go to the sports or to whatever. And like we miss those things. Don't get me wrong. But there was kind of an awesomeness to watching my kids do Legos by themselves in their room. Mm-hmm. Like the three of them together for like two hours in the morning. When all they had was each other. Yes. And so it's like forced to be creative, forced to, you you know, and you do, you create those memories, that kind of bond. You create maybe like hobbies together or yes. habits or fun things that you like to do. One thing we just started doing like a week or two ago is we taught the twins Clue, the game Clue. Uh, and so now they're like way into it. So like, Caleb's too young. He's just not even reading yet. So he'll be on a team. But um, it's just fun to see them, you know, interact in this fun, like mischief, like creative way. And they, they've they been doing crafts and coloring and football and all these things for years. But this is just something new. And it's fun to see them oh, do something I love that. Fun. My kids like love playing card games. We love Crazy Eights and Uno and all those things. But funny enough, from my childhood, as I was like looking back on some of the things that really bonded my family. Again, I come from just like a brother, me me and a brother. We were a smaller family unit, but we played games together. And I have like vivid memories of us doing that and bonding and it just being the four of us. And we would play like Sorry and we played Clue and all of those fun games. I just like I love those memories. So well, maybe much. maybe we need to pull out the home videos again because <laughs> I tortured my sisters and we did plays <gasps> and dances and skits and we 
pull out the video camera. Our Sunday afternoons were just like us and my mom didn't let us watch TV on Sundays and we would just hang out and forced to do something together. And we just have some of the craziest, funniest home footage of me just bossing my sisters around in a play or a dance. No, not you. Yeah, all of them come on. Okay, we're going to do do this performance. And so honestly, but they are like treasured memories. And these are things that we just had fun doing. And it makes me sad. Evelyn doesn't have a sister, but they get creative in different ways. I didn't have a sister. I know. I know. And you know what I remember? Like me and my brother, we would make these massive forts in the living room where we would cover the entire living room with blankets. And my brother has always been into aviation. He's actually a pilot. Um, and we would get a fan and put it like at the, you know, and it was one of those old fans oh, that yeah. like had like a propeller. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It made a lot of sound. And we yeah. would like pretend like we were in the airplane and it was like imagination was running wild. Yes. And I have like such vivid memories. So like no matter what your age range is, your gender, whatever, let them be bored. Yes. I think that is the key. Like today in 2021, we have the Switch. We have the Kindles in my house, literally. The TV, we the have YouTube, the TV. all we the have things. The, we have the YouTube, the Netflix, the Disney Plus, the Amazon Prime. Oh, like, yeah. It's coming at us from every single direction. Like, take some time to just shut it all down. Yeah. Like, literally, let them be bored. Yeah. Let them learn how to be imaginative, how to rely on each other. Like, mm-hmm. hey, let's, like, actually come up with a game. I think that is key. Key. So key. Okay, number eight. Find a way to provide each child some personal space and teach them to respect each other's space. In some cases, that may mean time when they're in the same area, but won't be bothered or interrupted by others. And I do really love this concept because, again, drawing back on my childhood, I have always needed time alone, even as a child. I can, like, remember You guys, I've always been a vivid dreamer and like a vivid imaginative person. I can remember just like being in my room with my dolls and my Barbies and just like liking the alone time. Do you know what I'm saying? And see, that's so interesting. And me coming, because you probably, you always had your own room. Yeah, I did. Me coming with multiple sisters. I almost, no, that's not true. I did have my own room for a while, but shared a room. We were in tight quarters, five little kids. and, And so- and I don't know, in a way, I think that's also made me such an, you know, extrovert, um, extrovert yeah. and social person because I'm just used to the busy and the people and, and the noise sometimes. And so, but I agree that every child needs like a personal space, a personal break, something to call their own. Like if they need to remove themselves or if they need a break, they should have that. And that help, helps create the peace too. I totally agree. You know, I'm deep in the puppy training right now. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Like in not a good way, but <laughs> I've read so much about like the crate training and create a, a place where they can go like right. get away from it all. <laughs> right. Well, they're so comfortable. And something I found fascinating when having my puppy was they will not go potty where they sleep. It's like they take pride in that and they like, why you rolled your eyes? Will she pee in her crate? No, no. Oh, I'm just like because so annoying. Let's not even get treat. into the dog right now. I know, I, I know, know, I know. But I just find that fascinating. And I think if a child can take pride in their own space too, and if that's their own bedroom and like keeping it clean and earning that privilege of having that, I think that's so so great. It's such a good skill to learn. It is. I totally agree. Okay, number nine is be clear on your family rules and expectations. If no name calling is your rule, don't allow it. If you're trying to foster respect, teach the characteristics of respect and do not tolerate mistreatment. 
And to follow up here, I just want to say, be consistent. Yes, so agreed. when you set the rule, you have to implement the rule always, 100%. I think a lot of times when we set up family rules or whatever it is, when we're tired and we're beat down and the kids are just bugging us, it's so easy to cave. But like, you just can't. I read this one time in a parenting book a long time ago where it was the story of like a little toddler and she was feeding her macaroni and cheese. And the rule was you don't throw your food. Like it doesn't come off the plate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that she talked about how it literally became a standoff at that moment between her and her like two-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm going to win. It was the point of like, don't cave. Like every little instance you have to follow through and set that precedent And then it gets a lot easier. It's not like you're always having to run up against it. Do you know what I mean? Once they know you mean business, it's done. Once the boundary's set, they know there's an expectation Exactly. And and I agree. I will say, if I had one parenting flaw, this is probably it. And I wouldn't say that I'm a pushover. It's just sometimes I am just so tired and I'm just so... And I do. I, no, I, but you're I an cave, entertainer too. I and to it. You really love to make your kids happy. But At the end of the day. not helping anybody. No, no, it's really not. But it goes back to like your Enneagram type, all of your personality. Know, it's, it's just, you but, see the magic. I, that's going to bite me hard in the butt very no, soon. it's not. I mean, your I don't kids know. see I, like a, your kids will probably look back at their childhood and have a much funner, more no, fun experience than but mine. But I don't know. It could but, it could haunt them in their adulthood that they just don't understand <laughs> any sort of boundary. Okay. <laughs> that is Terrible. so funny. Oh. All right. Number 10. And this was what we were talking about earlier. It says, mommy blogger Amanda White says, brainwash them. When her children were young and it was easy, she made them give each other hugs and say, I love you before bed. On a regular basis, she says to tell them, she's your best friend. You're going to be best friends forever. And you know what? She says that they believe it. And I totally do this. Mm -hmm. We like have a family handshake. We like put all our hands in the middle. Like we do this once a week and we're like, one, two, three, bones. You know what I mean? And we do that. And like, I'm always saying to Luke and Landon, you're the Bones brothers, dude. Like, that's so cool. You're the Bones brothers. I love that. Like, I try and like build up this like camaraderie. I totally am brainwashing my children. Like a hundred percent. I think that's great. I I like this tip. I need to like force them to say things more and just have this, you know, yeah. Like, but even beyond making them say it, you just say it. Yes. Like, it's like when they're all around, when you're all around, just be like, you guys, this is so special. This is our family. And we're mm-hmm. always going to be a family unit. Like no matter what's going on, th- these are the people you can rely on. These Absolutely. are your best friends. And it goes back to, I think we shared on the podcast that at one time you wanted to move to Hawaii to just mm-hmm. like get away from it all and yeah. rely on your family. Yes. And this is kind of that aspect. Yes. Sometimes I do. I just want to like move to some obscure place and just like foster that family bond right. to where they can only rely on each other. Absolutely. But like that's so unrealistic and will never happen. <laughs> no, I know. And it is, I know. It's not like reality because there will always be moving parts and yeah. people and relationships. And there'll be a day when they have best friends and then they have boyfriends and girlfriends and spouses. Totally. But like I always hope that they have 
that connection and bond to fall back on. And I think the memories that you create right now, it like those extend so much further than just like a fun day or a laugh. Like, I think that's truly like what plants them in like that happy family mentality. And I, you know, I mentioned the twins again, and I was thinking like, they have such an extra bond beyond just a brother, like, and sister, sibling. I mean, they get to grow up together and that's so rare, like, and so different, but I think all the more special and I hope that they always stay close. I was saying to Sarah, I hope, you know, know, Emmett will call his, you know, um, his sister for like what to get his wife for Christmas. Like, I, I just hope that they always have that intertwining. And I think of my family, it's like so interesting because there are a lot of people that are close to their siblings, but there are a lot that aren't. And they just see them at the holidays or they don't really confide in them. And I do think that my sisters and I have been able to really stay friends and even just immediate examples of like extended family and seeing how that does not happen always. Um, I think it's all been very important to us to make it a priority, even right. into our adult years and to prioritize that because we're all very different. And I'm we're glad you different. said that because that is the key part. You've had to prioritize it and you have. I mean, you've said to me multiple times, like you guys plan trips you you do make those relationships a priority, and I've always loved that. Well, and it's interesting, too, because growing up, most of my aunts and uncles and their therefore cousins lived close by. But I very quickly seen with my immediate family, like we have one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast. We have a few here in the hometown, and it's going to be different, and they are going to grow up apart. But I do, there's, again, you just have that priority, and you make that effort and you stay connected. And we have so many means now, the Marco Polos and the the FaceTiming. It's really the Zoom. Now that this quarantine year, I mean, you're closer to long distance oh, totally. people than ever because you have that way to connect and learn together and things. So, I mean, it's just really interesting to list kind of as we like remember and to see that translate to today, how, you know, it's so important. It's so important. And just do what you can and just realize that there are some small steps that you can do every single day. And we're not saying you have to be perfect, but if you can hit on some of these things like throughout the course of your weeks where you're trying to build up the children and encourage the family time, the one-on-one time, let them be bored, get get them outside, make them be creative, like all those things, make some fun memories. Don't always have Play dates, friends, like encourage just the family. Time. Don't always have distractions. A distraction, like that, you know what I perfect. mean? Yes. It's, if it's the TV or the yes. friends or the other things, you you do need to narrow out that time. And like, you know, we grew up and in our religion, family, the family unit, like that is so important. And so, and it goes on forever. And so, and I think prioritizing that and talking about spending those times we have like nights that we dedicate to just family time. And that's hugely important. And just realizing that there's things that we do have control over that can actually help your kids be friends later on in life. Okay. Hopefully that was a helper. And if you have any suggestions or interesting things to tell us about this topic, reach out to us on Instagram. We're at the mom voice podcast. We would love to hear from you. We know a lot of you have teenagers, older children, and we would love the feedback. Yes, we would. Okay, but first we have to give a shout out to PowerCore Plus. They are the Pilates studio that we've been going to here in town. And you guys were sort of obsessed. And I have been doing it. You know how much I hate to work out. I know. It's been it's been so fun. We actually really like going. And it's just such a great workout because you never know what you're gonna get. No. Every workout is different. It's 
hard work, but then at the same time, by the different machines and the, the different tools that we use, it it like helps you. It assists you. Oh my gosh. I've been wicked sore after yeah. like every session, but in the very best way. I know. Like I'm always discovering a new muscle that I never knew I had. <laughs> so it, it's it's like, awesome. We love like going and the music and yeah. the teachers and just the small classes. It's just yeah. been the best like situation for it's us. It's a super positive vibe there. There's a no judgment zone where I feel like any level is yes, welcome. Right. So like if you're local, there's a studio in Gilbert you guys reach out to us if you're interested in going. The first class is always free and we would love to see you. We would actually love to meet you if you would want to join us. And they recently opened a second location out in Queen Creek too. So there's even options out there, but I think we would just highly suggest it. We've really enjoyed it. We both come from dancing backgrounds and I think Pilates and just all the group classes really crosses over to that. And like, I just love that. So I point my toes every now and then. I know. (laughs) It's so fun. All right. Well, let's head into our hits and misses of the week. What was your hit? Well, my hit is kind of just a funny, simple one, but I actually just finished the show on Disney Plus, um, The Right Stuff. It's about the astronauts and the original uh, Mercury 7. Is that 7? 8? 7, I think. And I just really liked it. I thought it was really good. It was, I'd like, I love to like, look up the historic stuff after and it seemed pretty in line with the the situation and, and it was just really interesting. A lot of, um, it's good acting and I just really enjoyed it. From One Tree Hill. Yeah, he is. Uh, He's kind of a minor uh, actor, but he's one of the original seven. mm -hmm. And so, yeah, and it's kind of like the race to space. And we know Russia beat us. And then it was the race for the one man that would get to go up, which ended up being Alan Shepard. But like John Glenn thought he would be going up. And then it ended up being him and just kind of the race to, yeah, to be Now clarify, this is a miniseries or a movie? It's a show. Show. So, yeah, eight, a season, eight okay. episodes. I wonder if they'll come out with another season of like what happened. Because this is the first man in space, not to the moon, oh, not even to orbit. Yeah. Just out of like the atmosphere and back. And they didn't even know if he would survive. You know what I mean? If the, And they had a few shuttles blow up and so oh, before know. him. So it was just, it was really interesting. Does space fascinate you? No, it freaks me out. Does it? But this is happening at the end of the 50s. Like, I think he actually went up in like 1960. And George like loves that era. He was like, I wish we lived then. That was like be the best time to live. Like, oh, no, I, the I Cold so. War was kind of there, but that wasn't too scary. And like, it was just like a very like happy go lucky, oh. not too many crazy distractions. The technology it, was there, but it wasn't super advanced. It was like free serial killers. Yeah, yes, exactly. Legit. Right. Like, it just seemed like a really um, like fun yeah. time to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think everybody agrees like that post-World War II period. That, a very period. And a very proud of to be an American, yes. patriotic time. Doing their thing. Women in their it. heels and, and dresses making dinner, their pearl oh, necklaces, all the I cute stuff. That. Yeah. All right. Well, my hit of the week is kind of an awesome one. I had kind of a like long day on Tuesday and I came home and I said, honey, I'm going to take a bath. You're putting the kids to bed. Yeah. And I'm going to go take a bath. And you guys, it was like the most, I never take a bath. I never do. And I love them so much. I did the bath bomb. I did the lavender oil. I did a face mask. Oh, I shaved my legs all the way up. I got them. Reach yourself. Yes, I did. Girlfriend. And it was like kind of wonderful. I got bubbles and everything. And then I actually had my husband come in there because we had to talk about some like actual podcast stuff. Yeah. And so he actually just sat on the floor and we talked and caught oh, up. Cute. And it was like the best thing ever. And I came out smelling all fresh and clean and all the things. Can you both fit in your bathtub? 
Um, we can, but he's six four and I'm five ten, so it's a very interesting squeeze. It's a squeeze, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, okay. Well, we, that's lucky. Sometimes they're not he big was enough not for in there both. that time. No, I know. Oh no, no, no. I know. So yeah. uh, yes. Um, but no. Okay. My miss this week is I feel like I just spent a little too much money. Do you oh, know what I no. mean? It just like kind of when it all piles up, and then there's a. I mean, I'll admit there's a little bit of like, oh, this was on sale or. Oh, birthday, birthday next week. I'm going to buy this and this and this. And oh, Valentine's Day, I'm going to get this. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to, oh, that rug came in. I'm going to get this. So then it was just like, oh, rain it in, Lauren. I got to rain it in. And so I just felt like it kind of, I mean, it wasn't like, I'm not shopping spree galore, but no. like it just kind of piled up this week. And I was like, okay, we need, I need to pull back, pull back a little bit. <gasps> So, so I, I, that always just like, I always feel a little bad when it all hits at the same time sometimes. So. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. All right. Well, my miss of the week is sort of epic. And I want you to tell me how this happens. So I've had major mom brain, major mom brain this week, Lauren. Yeah. I lost my, so you know, my wedding ring is missing. Yes, we know okay. that. Oh. I then lost my um, credit card. After we went skiing, right? Can't, can't find my credit Wait, card. Wait, never found it. Nope. I remember taking it out to put in my ski pants. Can't find my credit card. Okay. No. Last Saturday, I do a Sam's Club run, right? And I get in this bad habit of just taking my wallet into the stores and not my whole purse. No joke. I check out at Sam's Club. Two full hours later, I'm unpacked at home, have it all put away. And I go to buy something online and I'm like, where's my wallet? Cannot find my wallet. Long story short, some good Samaritan turned in my, I'm name dropping here, Louis Vuitton wallet oh, at no. Sam's Club. And thank goodness it was at the at the customer service oh, desk. Yes. But can you even believe? So now my wedding ring, my credit card, I left my wallet. And then to top it all off, Lauren, uh, oh my gosh, this is how this is how it wills off my brain is right now. I go to get Luke ready from preschool on Wednesday. And in the morning, I'm like, Luke, where is your backpack? Where did you put your backpack? I cannot find it. Long story short, I could not find his backpack. I go and I literally drop the kid off with like a water bottle, like a right, legit, like right, Aquafina. Right. We've all been there. <laughs> Sorry. No Mario. Um, and I'm like asking his teacher, I'm like, is there any way he left his backpack here on Monday? She's like, yeah, um, someone found it in the middle of the street and they brought it into us. And I was just like head dropped mom fail. Wait, so let, let me explain. <laughs> you don't even know what, what I'm talking about. This so, is like my car keys, almost as yeah, mortifying. Yeah. So what happens when I pick him up, I just kind of roll up to the school and I stop and I go grab him and I take his backpack off and I always put it down by the wheel to load him into the car seat, right? Yes. Because the buckling and all yes. the stuff, I can't get him in the car seat with the backpack on. And then I pick yeah. up the back seat, the, the backpack, and I put it in the car well, that time, no, it just stayed there. And I hopped in and I went on about my merry way. So I have just been so forgetful this week. It's not even funny. At least you didn't run over the backpack. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh girl, I'm sorry. What's I, we, wrong with me? I, I know those days. I know, but it's okay. Go take a long nap this weekend. <laughs> Seriously. Jeremy, I'm like, I have problems like what is going on oh. anyway so there you go that's a good one well at least that was a happy ending the wallet and the backpack dude crazy oh all right well this was our show for today we wanted to also let you know that we have put out a listener survey 
yes. that's kind of out there. If you go to our Instagram at the Mom Voice Podcast, you can click on the link in our bio and scroll down to where it says listener survey. You guys, you're a champ if you do this for us. I, I know it's kind <laughs> of long. But there's some really like helpful information in there. And we'd really, really appreciate it. Oh my gosh, absolutely. This will like really help us get an insight into who our audience is, what you like, what you don't like, where you're coming from, like all of those things. Right. So if you have a free five, 10 minutes, go click on We'd it. We'd love it. Yes. We would totally love you for a while. <laughs> you took one for the team. Thank yes, you. Yes, you did. All right, guys. Well, do you have anything else, Lo? Oh man, no. no. I've got to pee. My knee is bouncing. I know. She is literally shaking over I, I here. Gotta She's go got to go to the bathroom. All right, guys. Well, you can find us on social media at the Mom Voice Podcast or visit our website at themomvoice.com. Again, if you've liked what you heard here today, please go leave us a rating and a review. It really does help us. And tell your friends and family about us. We would seriously love you for life. And make sure to tag us if you share us on social because we want to say thank you. Yes, it makes our day. We like it love really to does. hear from you guys. It so really, please really do. Does. All right. Okay, well, with that, we will sign off and see you next Monday. I know. Take care of each other. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.